Hello and welcome to PCN's very first podcast. My name's Ian Seeger. Apart from running Flyer magazine over the last 26 years, along with my team, I've also been running Pilot Careers Live. With no thanks to coronavirus, we've cancelled a couple of events recently, so rather than leave a void of, of no information, we've decided to uh, speed up the launch of this podcast series, which has been on the back burner for a while now, and to try and bring you some more information. As you're about to hear, for the first podcast, I gave Anthony Pettifer a call. Um, we're still experimenting with the technology, so please forgive the uh, slightly echoey sound. Anthony Pettifer's joined online. Um, Anthony, is what, what's your job title? CEO of uh, Virtual Aviation or VA Airline Training? Indeed, yeah, VA Airline Training. So uh, I'm the managing director of VA Airline Training in Cambridge. Um, more, more to the point, um, and not to put too fine a point on it, you've um, been around a bit in the industry. I think that would be fair to say, would it not? Yeah, that's the polite version of it. Yeah, so about 25 years. So I, I first entered um, teaching people to fly in about 1995 and then progressed through the industry over, I guess, a number of decades and through some interesting times, of which uh, today, of course, we include that list of activity. Yeah, we've been running um, Pilot Careers Live, although it hasn't always been called that. Um, for probably, I think I've been doing it for maybe 20 years now, going back to the really old days, yeah. the ones we remember so fondly. Obviously, there was 9-11, it was the financial crash of 2008. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like what we're seeing at the moment. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I think if one thinks about, and certainly in my early days at Oxford in 1997, 9-11, then scampered around uh, reasonably quickly. Um, I think 9-11, whilst I think was probably the one that shocked us most of all and gave us the most feelings of emotion about something catastrophic had occurred, and indeed watching those events um, unfold. I think our missions of, of the very nature of the events gave us the same feelings that we, we have today. They, they really just gave us that feeling of, gosh, something very significant has happened in the world. Um, I guess if we scamper along and think about other things that have occurred, whether they be um, uh, wars um, that have occurred um, in the Gulf region or whether they be the volcano crisis or perhaps the global financial crisis, so the global financial crisis was probably the one that gave us the most extended uh, period of uncertainty uh, during which I think people thought, gosh, will we ever pop out the other side of this? And so I think different emotions during those times, but certainly as one goes through those years, uh, quite a few of them have occurred. And pop out of the other side, we always do. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, think, I think probably the 9-11, um, it's a while ago now, so my memory is a bit hazy, but once we started to bounce back, we certainly the industry bounced back fairly strongly, it seemed, at least in my memory. Um, it, it did. And, and if one recalls the signs of recovery were within 12 months, uh, there was um, almost the suck-up effect of some latent inbuilt demand in the industry that had occurred, which had been generated by um, an increase in the propensity of people to fly. And, and once that got put on hold, it created a vacuum effect and so, consequently, once the brakes were released, um, therefore, it did accelerate things enormously. And I was, I have to say, quite surprised at how fast it did recover once the brakes were released. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I think the, the, the global financial crisis brought other other challenges. I mean, it, it's always a challenge for a, uh, a prospective commercial airline pilot to or it's it's not always but it's most of the time it's a challenge for them to raise the finance uh, and certainly the, the global financial crisis didn't make it any easier for people to go and borrow lots of money on unsecured loans um 
Definitely true. Yes, that that period of time was characterised by the fact that access to funding um, was was clearly a significant challenge, which of course in itself caused a number of people to um, just simply abandon the idea of the profession, which in itself started to create an additional uh, latent demand, which was later to uh, again create some of the acceleration once we started to drive out of that crisis. So. Very interestingly, whilst the shortage of cash um, clearly had a detrimental effect on a permanent basis, what it do, did do, however, was was have an effect of accelerating things forward once the brakes again were released. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's a question we're often asked, and, and there's no simple reply, is, is when's the right time to start training? And it, it probably takes, I don't know, if... <sighs> Like two years is probably the, 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 the average time at the moment, and there are many, many, many pilots who take a lot longer than, than two years to go from um, ab initio to, to, to ready to ready to work, as it were. Yeah. Um, so effectively, you're, you're trying to predict the demand and the economy and the, the, the various world political conditions in, in two years' time, which if, if you could do that with any degree of certainty, you'd be sitting on the stock market um, yeah making a fortune or if you're sitting on the stock market today i guess not making a fortune well, it depends on which side of the fence one sits but um yeah look, I, I think it's very interesting if one looks at the pilot training activities um you're quite right i think one should allow two years but within that two years so of course it depends on, on, on which pathway one follows so if it is your chosen way of training to go either integrated or mpl which is probably unlikely at the moment given the need for airline backing behind okay. um, one must assume that the minimum of 18 months on, on those courses being delivered according to timetable. Um, and then what advice I always give to anyone embarking upon those courses and have done throughout all of the issues that have occurred over the decades is always allow yourself a six-month period during which there is a standard employment lead time. So anyone who enters into any form of training, whether they go integrated, MPL or modular, always allow for yourself a standardised period of six months. Now, if it happens faster than that, um, you're not going to be disappointed, are you? So you're going to exceed your expectations. If it takes six months, you say to yourself, that's standard. If it takes a little longer, um, then clearly at least you've built in that mental buffer to, if you like, prepare yourself for a little bit of downtime. So I think, you know, in recent months, um, over, over the past six months, people have become accustomed to jobs coming along quickly. And, and therefore, I think what we're now doing is clearly going to have a reset where I think yeah. that six months rule will apply. And, and thereafter, I think it's um, pretty impossible to tell how much that may extend further. But if I may, just make reference to the global financial crisis. Um, I remember my days going to a graduation and, and saying to the guys, look, um, this is probably the longest period we have ever experienced in our entire uh, recorded history, certainly from my perspective. And it was um, 14 months. So they had already built into their mental model the six. So I guess their extended period was the delta between the two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll be people watching this who, who've, who've planned, dreamt, and, and who, who can't really see anything other than a, than a career as a commercial pilot. And, and watching the news, listening to the rolling radio, following everything on Twitter has got to be pretty depressing at the moment. But it is worth remembering that you know, based on your basis, that's that's kind of a 24, 30-month period of time. So rounding it up for, for the uncertainties, 
you, you're really looking at a kind of three-year window um, in, in which to not put your career on hold, as it were. I mean, I'm, I'm not – clearly, neither of us at this point in time have any idea what's going to happen, well, probably actually this afternoon, let alone tomorrow or next week or the month after. Um, but it's important somehow to try and take a little bit of perspective, a couple of steps back and, and just – begin to try and see the bigger picture i suppose yeah and again i I suppose it depends in which seat you are sitting um if you're someone that has now just completed training or about to complete training or about to make some decisions about say the final module um, then of course it is a difficult time because you want to try and uh, enable your final pieces of training to be as close to your employment um, selection activities as you possibly can and that's a difficult dilemma because if you have a license, you clearly are then building upon that. Um, if you have yet to secure your final ratings, are in the thick of training, continuing on and completing the qualifications, of course, they'll be in your back pocket. They will be there ready. And my wise counsel to people will be is, is one, you need to maintain your skills and maintain your currency. And hopefully your ATOs and will look after you and will say that we recognise that there's going to be an interregnum there will be a period of time during which your skills may atrophy and, and therefore you need some refresher training. And I'm very confident, certainly here at the VA, we'll look after graduates and bring them back and, um, and get them back up to speed again. So as if they had just completed and will be, will be ready to go forward for airline assessment at the point at which it becomes um, open again. So I think it all depends. If you're just about to start, clearly you are looking at a lead time of at least two years. And so therefore, if it's not recovered in two years, um, I'd be very, very surprised. Um, if you're just about to make your final decisions, just step along carefully and, and judge your timing. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, back to back to the, the thing you mentioned, the people who are just about to finish or, or on the verge of finishing, clearly it's a very worrying and concerning time for those people. Um, and I, I think I've known quite a few people over the years who've, who've if you like, completed their training at a time that was less than ideal should we say to be it was well completed their training at a disastrous time to be blunt about it um of those the people who somehow maintained an interest and a connection with the aviation world one way or another have all are all now currently well apart from one who sadly was at flabby um of, of all currently got a job effectively there were a couple who basically went back to their old previous careers it support or whatever it happened to be and and let their qualifications wither shall we say but i think it's you know tenacity seems to me to be a a fairly useful um skill or or to have in in this market yes it is and 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 you're quite right where people are able to return to former professions and secure funding uh, to maintain their skills, then that's absolutely a wise thing to do rather than just sitting and, and waiting that it may return soon because I think it's looking like it's a longer burn. Um, I think it's important to remember, of course, is that the maintenance of those qualifications, so whether there is whether their instrument rating, um, so the instrument rating can be revalidated um, yeah. in the Um And once again, the ATO should be able to help with the um, either supporting that free of charge or at a very nominal cost yeah. uh, in order to that recurrent set of skills to occur 
And, and in fairness, you know, it soon comes back, and with a, a couple of hours back into the simulator, I think people will be surprised how much they are back up to speed again. Um, and in terms of the multi-pilot activity, exactly the same. Now, we, we've had some people who have uh, not flown a multi-pilot aeroplane, uh, not flown the Boeing or, or the Airbus, and they've come back, and within two hours, they're back as if they had just completed the course. And mm. the ATOs have a vested interest in supporting their graduates because graduate success and success with airlines in the future is also the success of the ATO that supported them through training. So, And the airline benefits, everybody wins. And so generally one finds the industry supports everyone to enable a successful outcome, even if there is a period of delay. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a very supportive industry. And, and while I don't in any way want to um, minimise the trauma that the entire industry is currently experiencing today i was reading some stuff this morning that in in parts of china the travel restrictions are starting to be lifted so while it is way 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 too early to be to say everything's done and dusted because it clearly isn't um i think it's probably important to remember that the you know the commercial pilot's job is not it, it it's not like I, I grew up in Bristol. I want to be a commercial pilot. I want to be based in Bristol. I never want to be based anymore anywhere else. It's a very international, very mobile kind of thing. And, and yeah. other parts of the world will grow faster than you know. Not everyone's going to grow at the same speed. So opportunities will arise. Even though you know, like I said, I'm not trying to make light of where we are at the moment because it's clearly a, a less than ideal day, shall we say? Uh, that is indeed true. And I think it's very important, however, to um, remember the underlying position around the need for pilots. So the supply dynamic, there are two fundamental characteristics um, around demand for pilots. First of all, the continuation of fleet growth once yeah. world events have, have passed. I mean, clearly there will be a suspension of that, but the continuation of fleet growth and growth plans, whomever adopts the growth plans, whether they are existing carriers or new carriers or replacement carriers, um, Either way, that fleet growth will continue to be a dynamic. But I think the more significant one, and we've spoke about it often at conferences, is that the retirement dynamic cannot possibly be suspended. No. Um, so pilots continue to age, whether we have a, a crisis of CB19 or not, those pilots will continue to age and re reach retirement age and will have to retire. And so that continues unabated. And so once we pop out of the other side, there will, however, be a vacuum of however long that takes. So if there are six months, and, and there may be some pilots that conclude, I was due to retire in the next year. And you know what? This is probably enough for me now to actually confirm that retirement point and not return. So we may find there's, a, there's an element of that. Some may go back. And yep. so therefore there will be that vacuum effect that constantly builds every single day that this occurs. So in six months' time, we have six months of retirements that would have occurred or some that may be accelerated because they decide not to return to flying and therefore they will have to be filled and sorted. So we mustn't forget that that is unique in this um, particular set of circumstances. So if we wanted to kind of summarise, um, would it be correct to summarise by saying if, if you are if you were in the position where you were about to begin your training or about to consider beginning your training, then now more than ever, you need a real good training plan. You need effectively a business plan for your training. You need to think about contingencies and you need to think about the long term. Um, and if you are on your way to completing your training, then um, you need to basically dig deep, stay connected to the industry, keep your skills, uh, maintain your skills at a level where they can be brought back up to scratch 
as and when needed um, uh, and just ride the 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 awful freaking storm that we're experiencing at the moment. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's sound advice. Uh, one thing, as you know, you've heard me say often, Ian, is that anyone just about to embark upon a career as an airline pilot before doing anything must do their research. Absolutely. So, more so than ever. I, I think absolutely do some extremely thorough research um, before parting with any cash um, under any circumstances, good or bad. Yeah. Uh, ensure that the training organisations have the resilience to continue and um, enable you to provide you with the outcome that you seek at the end of it. So make sure that research is done well. And as you quite rightly say, put in the contingencies, the contingencies financially, we always say that put a 10% contingency on finances and also put in a six-month contingency for employment at the end of it. So don't try and do just-in-time. This industry does not do just-in-time well. No. So it's really important that you put those contingencies. As you say, if you're in your where you have almost completed licence training, Work with your ATO, speak candidly with your ATO, ask how your ATO will support you going forward in your decisions. Only then embark upon that training activity when you believe the timing to be appropriate. And, and if they're able to support you, should things not occur or recover as fast as one thinks, then that will be a bit of an insurance device that you've got. And by returning to work, I mean, in fact, the costs of recurrent training, even if you have to pay for them yourselves, are, are, are not gargantuan and you should be able to put together enough to get things back up to speed again yeah well <clears throat> I, I suspect that we've not heard the last of the uh the the ramifications for coronavirus so um the situation may well be different tomorrow next week the week after that i expect that i'll end up speaking to you again hopefully to update this uh and, and check in just to see where we are thank you very much for your time you. uh, i look forward to catching up under better circumstances at some stage me too So that's it for our first podcast. I hope you found it useful. If you'd like to get in touch, please drop me an email, podcasts at siga.aero. That's siga, Sierra, Echo, Alpha, Golf, Echo, Romeo, dot aero, Alpha, Echo, Romeo, Oscar. So podcasts at siga.aero. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Thank you. If you'd like to keep up with the latest news on either our events or the airline industry, then go to www.pilotcareernews.com. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter. Thank you. Bye-bye.